Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. College, I'd sit in the stairwell and play, and I'd go play some parties or something, just me and a guitar or something. But it was football. I mean, football takes up in college. It takes up seven days a week of your life. So, how you even get a degree when you're playing Division One sports is it's really difficult. Country <laughs> confidential. Uh, I remember college like it was yesterday, trying to balance fun classes and grappling with the idea that I was kind of growing up. But there was one constant for me through my years in college, and it was country music. Not to age myself, but I did learn all of the words to Dirt Road Anthem my freshman year. <laughs> Needless to say, in my opinion, country music and college kind of go hand in hand. But fun fact for you guys, did you guys know that some of your favorite country singers and some of the biggest names in the industry also went to college? Yeah, neither did I. Guys, I got to sit down with Tyler Farr, Matt Stell, Russell Dickerson, Tyler Hubbard, Jordan Davis, and Lee Bryce to chat all about their experiences in college and the lessons they learned that have led them to where they are now. You guys know me, I got all of the secrets and untold stories about their experiences. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby, and this is Country Confidential College Years. Tyler Farr hails from Garden City, Missouri, and has always had music running through his veins. But long before the singer had his breakout hits like Guy Walks Into a Bar or my favorite, Redneck Crazy, Tyler had one wild ride to Nashville, which included attending Missouri State University on a scholarship for vocal performance. Like any good country song, Tyler's journey to Nashville is a great story full of unexpected twists and turns. But I was dying to know where it all began for him. Did he find country music or did it find him? It kind of just found me. It always been a, a part of me. Um, I just, it was one of those things from an early age. I was just, you know, imitating artists and trying to sing. And it's just something that always came natural to me. It's something I always loved. And then... Um, when my mom married, uh, George Jones's lead guitar player when I was 16, uh, and I went on the road with him for a summer, uh, he had played, lived with George since he was like a kid and George pretty much like adopted him. Uh, I didn't really know anything about George Jones at the time, but this opened this big, this huge door for me of old school country music, traditional country music that I fell in love with. And that was just kind of the stars aligning. Uh, there already had the music in me, um, but that kind of, you know, nudged me. Nothing like being influenced by the great George Jones to kick off your love of country music. But Tyler isn't just a great country singer. You'd actually be surprised that he's classically trained in opera. Yes, you did hear that right. I did say opera. I never, never thought, you know, at least then when I was you know, in seventh, eighth grade, my mom first got me into classical voice lessons that I would be using those for country music. Um, I always loved country. I just I just did it because it, it came to me. It was easy for me. Um, all the sports and all the other things I really had to work at and had to like practice at. The, the singing thing just came to me. And I, my mom got me into classical uh, voice lessons when I was about, like I said, seventh grade. 
And then, uh, you know, did the all state choir thing, uh, all national choir. Um, and I just, I just love music. I, people would die if they knew what I listened to in this vehicle driving down the road, uh, from Michael Bolton to Johnny Cash to Bo Cephas to Brian McKnight to New Edition to Jagged Edge to Tupac to Biggie to Journey. I mean, it's just all over the place. And that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, but I I listen to Andre Bocelli still. I mean, he's one of my favorite voices. Um, but that classical, I did the Allstate Choir thing. I, I loved R&B at the time, loved country. Obviously, my stepdad was playing with Jones. But then I landed a scholarship at Missouri State University for uh, vocal performance. That wide variety of influences that Tyler has really is amazing. And it's clear to me when I go back and listen, I hear a little bit of them in each of his songs. An experience that many of Tyler's peers don't actually have is that he went to school to work on vocal performance. It was what I wanted to do. I just did have, I had no clue how to do it. Um, you know, my stepdad had that tie-in with Jones, but at the in 2002 when I graduated high school, George Jones uh, wasn't on, you know, he wasn't on the charts you know, it wasn't like the, he was kind of at his peak and winding down. So my stepdad really didn't have a ton of new connections in Nashville. Um, so I had no clue how to do it. I did go to Nashville when I was about 17 and scrounged up every penny my family had and put together like this uh, an album. Well, it, like a demo album because I had no clue what I was doing. Um, so I wanted to do it, but it, it, that's as far as it went. So when I, I'd played the Opry, like little county Opry's, a few of those, my mom would run me up to every mall in the state of Missouri uh, to enter me in these competitions. And I'd sing, you know, they, they'd put it, that's, this was back when I had CDs. I'm dating myself now. You, you do uh, now karaoke, Diamond Reel, and you'd put it in. And from Gardens, Missouri, here's Tyler Ford singing now I know how the river feels by Diamond Rio. We're in the middle of a mall and I hated these things. I hated them, despised them. They were against everything I stood for. I thought they were stupid. I never won one single one of them, not one. Uh, it was like third or nothing. Like I'd never win. They were always rigged. It was somebody's daughter. And I'm like, I'd be mad as hell on the way home. My mom's like, don't worry. You're not going to, quit doing them in, in college when I was had a vocal performance scholarship. I, I didn't grow up playing in a band is what I'm saying. Like in high school, I didn't have a band. I just go to these competitions in college. Uh, I started writing a little bit, messing with that. Um, and I'd sing for the sororities. Basically I sang to get chicks. Uh, that's what you do when you're in. That's what I did when I was in college. Uh, it didn't really work for me yet because no one knew who the hell I was. <laughs> so they didn't care. Um, but they, you know, people, I, people liked my singing. They liked my writing, like whether it's my buddies or who, whoever. And I just loved giving something back to somebody and making something and someone really liking it. And it's, it was the people that like my fans now that supported my music that kept nudging me towards being an artist and eventually after i got tired of wasting my parents money uh in college um taking taekwondo classes and fly fishing classes that i didn't know then did not 
accumulate towards your credits. <laughs> I, uh, I moved to Nashville when I was about 21 after about two years, two or three, about three years of college at Missouri State. And uh, that's when I started gigging and driving all over the place and met some people, played at Tootsie. So, yeah, that's how that kind of transpired. But up until I moved to Nashville, there wasn't a lot of honky-tonk playing, not a lot of shows, didn't have a band. So I was just – I threw myself right into Nashville. One thing that really stood out to me when I was chatting with Tyler is that he never gave up. He really did hit the ground running when he made the move to Nashville. And I wanted to know what those first few months were like for him in Music City. I can tell you, like, basically my first day in Nashville, or first week, it was either the first, second, or third day. few days, first few days I was there. Um, my stepdad at Playboy Jones did have a hookup with the owner of Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. So that's about all I had. So that's what I did. I went there and literally it's like the day I moved there, it was 110 degrees. It was during a fanfare, CMA Fest. I was like, man, I just need a job. I was talking to the He said, we need to get you a suit and uh, give you flyers. I was walking up and down, passing out flyers to fans on Broadway in a 105, 110 degree temperature. I mean, a full blown black suit passing out flyers. That was my first few days in Nashville. And then, then I started bouncing at Tootsie's working the door. Then that led to me playing, getting up on stage and singing. And then I did, then it turned into four or five nights a week playing for four hours. Wow. Talk about starting from the bottom. I just love Tyler's story, but what he said next really hit me hard. I've always kind of, I don't know, made it through life, just doing whatever I had to do. And, that, and that's just, that's all I knew what to do. And, and, you know, I, you, you take a risk, you t- and it was a big risk moving to Nashville because there's a lot of people they can say now that they knew I was going to make it, and they're full of complete crap <laughs> because they didn't think I'd had a chance in hell of making it. But, um, you know, the, the risk paid off, and um, now here we are. Looking at Tyler's resume now, it's really clear that all of the risks paid off. Tyler and I chatted a little bit more about his three number one hits. There's artists, you know, that'll say, I knew eventually I was going to get a hit, you know, blah, 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 and good for them because I didn't, I didn't think there was a, a chance at all. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just the only thing I was good at, and that's why I did it. But I, I have I, the fact that I can say I have three number ones, um, I never dreamt that would have ever happened. It was so, I never thought about it though. I just, kept pushing and kept, you know, kept, kept my eye on the prize and just kept, it wasn't like I, want, I need to get a number one. For me, it was, I want to do this the rest of my life and make a living doing it. And uh, yeah, so it is pretty wild. It still blows my mind. Sometimes I forget about it. Like I, I guess it's because all my jerk friends that are freaking buttheads like Aldine and, you know, Lee Bryce and Luke Bryan have a million more number ones than I do. You know, when you have friends like Luke Bryan and Jason Aldean, Lee Bryan, guys like that, I forget like that I have three number ones too. But and, but it, I guess what I'm saying is it makes me feel like it's not a big deal because they got – that's just what you do. You get number ones. And when I actually think about it, I was like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty decent. That's I mean, I'm super blessed beyond – uh, to have three number ones and it's it's awesome that I never think about it so I'm sitting here going 
wow, I have three number ones. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome more than I ever could have, uh, dreamed of happening for me, just moving to Nashville, uh, in a crappy car with some clothes packed and just saying, let's try this. Arkansas native Matt Stell is known for hits like Prayed For You and my favorite, Anywhere But On. But did you know that before he made it big in Nashville, he was actually a basketball player at Drury University there on scholarship? Guys, I got to sit down with Matt to talk about college, his basketball career, and of course, country music. I didn't really know it at the time, but I'm from a really musical family. I just thought, you know, I didn't have anything to compare it to, but... um. Everybody in my family loved music, actually kind of on both sides. And and especially one side, we're really good at it, <laughs> like really good at it. And um, so I just grew up around music. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. I was a ball player, right? So um, that was kind of my thing. And then in college is when I really picked up a guitar and started playing and, and started to do it myself. Um, so that, that was kind of, and that's where I found out that my passion for music was a little bit, um, extreme, I guess, um, I, how much I love songs and how much I loved, um, you know, concerts and things like that it was like my favorite thing. And, uh, so I just kind of learned that this thing that I had, this fire that was burning in me was different than what a lot of people had for anything. And so that's when I kind of knew that would be something I'd want to chase down for sure. I love that Matt's love for country music was kind of a slow burn. Even though he came from a musical family and loved music, it took him a while for the country music bug to really bite him. While at Drury University playing basketball, Matt was also pursuing a medical degree. It's like everybody's story is like so different and mine is very different. Like I started out um, playing music while I was still playing basketball in college. And so I would I would my coach found out that I was playing shows and then also um, (laughs) playing basketball uh, playing shows and bars and stuff and so he wasn't too excited so uh told me to stop and so i just started playing under a you know a fake name and um then i went to i got went from there i went and got my master's at, at arkansas because i had a i had a good gig like i was a teaching assistant so my school was paid for i was making a stipend so i could live and then the time demands were very different so grad school a couple nights a week I had classes and, and I taught classes, you know, while I was there at Arkansas, uh, but my nights, nice, my, my like weekends were free. So I could, I was starting to travel around and play shows acoustic and I started a band and, and all that. And that got me through grad school. And then after that, I, I moved uh, back home uh, basically and started touring around Texas and Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, a lot of Missouri. And, um, playing that way and then had some success writing in texas and so i was like well if i can if i can write hits for people there or with people for people there maybe i can do it in nashville and uh, so i moved to nashville to do that and i was here a couple years writing songs but i had i was looking for a publishing deal which i know you i'm sure you know but like just so everybody that's just where they basically pay you to write songs basically so i was um in Nashville looking for that opportunity and it hadn't come. And I've been here like a year and a half or so. And I was starting to think, well, I just have my band and I'll tour around, but maybe, maybe that part is over with. I'll just write songs for fun. And uh, in the meantime, I went on this like medical outreach trip to Haiti and worked alongside these doctors and stuff. And I was just floored at what all they could do for um, people, you know? And I said, man, if I was ever going to do something else that wasn't music, what about this? And so I applied to a, um, a pre-med like a post 
baccalaureate, like a, if you have a degree, there's a pre-medical program at Harvard's extension school that you're going to apply for. And so I apply and it'll get you, you get all your stuff done that you need to get done to go with your degree and you apply to med school. And that's how that was working. So I got into that, that, um, post-baccalaureate pre-medical program. Wow. It's crazy that Matt was juggling all of that, but guys just wait. It doesn't end there. About eight weeks, I was going to leave Nashville to uh, to move to um, Boston, basically, and, and start that program when I got the opportunity to write songs. And I got the opportunity that I was looking for. And so I had a choice to make. And so I decided, man, you know, school will be a, I, I emailed a professor that basically got me in. And um, I said, hey, I, I got this opportunity. I need to chase it down so I don't feel like I'm quitting. And he was like, yeah, that's a good idea because you've got to be broke for a long time if you <laughs> come up here and do this. So you should at least make a little money if you can writing songs. I mean, that's not why I did it. But, you know, you know, like I needed to chase this dream down. And so I signed that publishing deal a couple months in. I wrote a song called Prayed For You. We put it out on an EP and it changed my whole life. And And so that's where the that was basically my journey in the med school part and, and all of that sort of stuff. That's how all that kind of came together. For the record, I would have like 99% failed out of that program. So it's a good thing I didn't go. Like, I don't know how I got in. I think the administration's lady was just super hungover on a Monday. I was just like, sure, let them in. What a crazy story. Matt has had so much experience and it really comes from different career paths. So I wanted to know what the biggest lesson Matt has learned from his time in school that he now applies to country music. Yeah, well, a a lot, actually. You know, I don't directly use um, a degree that I have other than, you know, my my undergraduate degree is in philosophy and religion. But really, that degree, that philosophy degree is really a degree in critical thinking. And so being able to see uh, the world through that kind of lens and, and uh, to kind of learn an efficient way to think, to solve problems, because a lot of songwriting is a puzzle. You know, you kind of pick it out it's, and, and then it's, you're kind of solving a riddle in a lot of ways. And so I think that way, that process of thinking, it probably, um, uh, it, it definitely influences how I see the world and how I write songs um, that, and then also, you know, I'm, I'm like pretty good at things that I'm interested in and I'm really awful at things that I'm not interested in. Like I have a really hard time doing them. And, uh, I think with school, I was able, you know, I, I kind of proved that to myself. I, you know, I, I studied what I liked, what I was interested in and I had a lot of fun and whatever. Um, but following your passion, that's one thing, time management, knowing that if you, you know, you put in the hours, you know, that, that, uh, you're going to have something on the other side and those kinds of things. And honestly, um, playing basketball had a, a lot, lot to do with it. Cause I had a coach that was a real hard ass and um, we didn't get along very well then, but we sure do now. And I'm very thankful that I had somebody that demanded a lot because I'm able to draw on that. And, uh, and, you know, especially when things are tough or when, when things don't go the way you want them to, you know, there's so many no's in this business and, and there's so many barriers and there's so many like, you know, just, ways to fail you know ways for things to not go right that you got to keep grinding and doing this and um that um, for me a lot of that what came from playing ball from somebody who demanded that out of us all the time russell dickerson is a tennessee native and the life of the rd party in 2017 he burst onto the scene with his smash hit yours and since then he is bringing his own unique spin to country music 
But before that, Russell was a student at Belmont University in Nashville. Guys, I got to catch up with Russell at this year's Windy City Smokeout in Chicago to chat all about his life at Belmont and beyond. So this is kind of the journey. Well, I mean, my parents are both musical. Like, my mom is like the best pianist you've ever heard in your life. Like, put a freaking concerto in front of her and she'll play it top to bottom. I think she might be the most talented musician I've ever met. Maybe aside from her dad, my grandfather. Um, and my dad is a choir director, great, you know, like choral arrangements and everything. So, that's in my blood. But that's where it started. Sang in kids' choir, sang in this thing, sang in church, sang in youth group. But really, senior year of high school, started a metal band. That was the first performance where like the energy just like took over your body, you know? Like we're playing in front of like 30 people, but in this little coffee shop. And I'm just like, holy crap, this is amazing. That combined with being raised in a southern town and country music's always around. And it just kind of when I started writing songs, I actually in college, I started dating this girl who loved old country music, loved like Jim Reed's throwback. Like from there forward of like, Buck Owens, all that stuff, like, and that just like gave me an awakening to like the history of country music, and I was like, holy crap, like I love this old country music vibe, but I also love 1975 and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Blink 182 and all these other bands and music and hip hop and rap, like I love everything. But that gave me like this deep country foundation of like, okay, I now I know and respect the history. If you haven't been to one of his concerts, you absolutely need to go. Like I said, this guy is the life of the party and his shows do not disappoint. You can see all of these musical influences really shine at his live shows. But before giving amazing performances, Russell went to Belmont, and we got to chat a little bit more about his time there. That was when I transferred to Belmont yeah, yeah. at like 20, 20 years old, 21, I was 21. And I just started writing songs by myself. And I wrote I wrote a few songs by myself, and as soon as I did that, I just, wanted, I just started playing live. Like, I didn't record them, I didn't like do that, because I just wanted to play live, like that's, this stage is what I want to do. That's where I want to be. Like, if I never made, I mean, I would make music, but if I could just play it live, like, and everybody knows it and sings along, like, that's my vibe. Although he had a leg up at Belmont, Russell talked to me about the biggest advantage about being in Nashville for college. Your peers. It's not what you learn in the classroom. Sorry. I love everyone at Belmont. All the teachers, shout out to all of them, but it's your peers, man. Like my my best friend, one of my best friends from Belmont is like the head, not the head, but like one of the top dogs at Warner Chapel now. And people that I went to, they're like, they're the national rep for Warner now. And like, it's just like all those people that you meet are going to be somebody. So don't be a, you know what, be nice to everybody because you never know who you're gonna need. And like, really, it's like all these people, like another, our friends are crazy successful. Like what another guy is like the top, he's been the top Christian producer for like 78 weeks on the billboard producer chart, whatever, you know what I mean? Like you never know who's going to be who. And, um, 
you never know who's going to be like your head of promo, who you're going to have to go on radio tour with and do this and that. And so um, your peers, that's your that's your greatest thing. Like I learned I learned how to sing properly, which I'm so grateful for. And I learned about I was actually signing my first publishing deal while I was taking the publishing class at Belmont. How crazy is that? That all is very valuable, but your peers is what is will continually just pay off. I bet you all know the name Tyler Hubbard. And if not, you'll definitely know the name of the Nashville-based duo that he was a part of, Florida Georgia Line. But Hubbard is a native of Monroe, Georgia, and has been involved in music since as early as he can remember. He moved to Nashville to attend Belmont University, and he obviously chose a great place to go to school. But Tyler has had quite the journey to stardom, so y'all know me. I want to know where it all started. You know, growing up, music wasn't really a popular thing to do. You know, I grew up playing sports and and riding dirt bikes and, uh, you know, kind of living out in the country and doing what we're just goofing off in the country. And that's what we did. And then at some point, I believe it was around middle school, um, a couple of guys, me, me and a couple of buddies ended up picking up the guitar and it kind of became, um, we learned how to play a few songs and then it, it sort of became, oh, uh, the girls like that we play guitar. This is kind of cool, you know? And then, and then by high school, it did seem like a lot of guys were playing music and playing guitar and, um, I was actually, I went to a several different schools. And so I actually graduated from a small Christian school. So we had worship service every Wednesday um, or some sort of chapel, you know, that we would have. And so I led worship for the chapel. And, uh, and so, you know, getting to put a band together and getting to connect with the, with, with the crowd and, and really all the dynamics of what I do now was I was in training even in high school in a different capacity, but it was, uh, it was really fun learning how to, you know, how to work a stage and how to um, do what I do is, is special. We shared a big laugh when he said that he figured out that girls loved guys with guitars. I mean, I can't blame him. It's amazing that Tyler found the love of music so early on in his life. And clearly going to college was important to him. But I wanted to know why Belmont? Well, I originally didn't plan to go to college. I sort of thought I would I would follow in my dad's footsteps and just be uh entrepreneur and a business owner and kind of, you know, make my own way and work for myself. And, um, I always liked that idea and I always, and I <clears throat> kind of had my car detailing business all through high school. So I was like, I'll just do that, you know, and that'll grow. And, but then I, I had FOMO and realized pretty quickly, like, oh, I went and did a couple college visits and I'm like, oh, this is a lot different than high school. I think I might like college, you know? So I, uh, Fell in love with Nashville. I came up there for a passion conference, actually, like my senior year, I believe, or maybe my junior year of high school. Fell in love with Nashville. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to go to college, um, I would like to get a business degree and I'd like to study music if possible, because that was sort of what I was interested in at the time and thought, yeah, this could be fun and maybe interesting enough to keep me in school for four more years. But Belmont and another, there was only a few schools that had a music business program. So I applied to Belmont and thought, well, I won't get in Belmont, but if I do, that'll be my sign that I'm supposed to go there. So by the grace of God, I got into Belmont and uh, thought, well, there, there it is. So I um, I was going to go somewhere else in Georgia and sort of had thought that was where I was going. And then I pivoted and went to Belmont and uh, it took me to Nashville and I never left. 
The universe is always working in mysterious ways. And obviously, Nashville was calling. We all know that being in Music City and wanting to be in music is really kind of a match made in heaven. But Tyler shared with me about the years at Belmont and his experience gigging around Music City. BK was on the baseball team, right? So he was fully focused on baseball. I got to Belmont and realized that I was a small fish in a big ocean of super talented, highly trained singers and musicians and songwriters. And I was like, man, this is um, this is too much. I kind of put I kind of put music and songwriting on the back burner for probably three years or so. And I just goofed off and I, uh, you know, played intramural sports and like, you know, just kind of did did the opposite of what everyone else was doing there for a while. And then, um, you know, got got enough confidence probably my junior year to start pulling my guitar back out and writing songs a little bit. And uh, me and BK hit it off, really, really met and started hanging out our senior year. So once we he graduated college and I graduated, we decided we had written a few songs and we just decided, well, why don't we pursue? By that point, I knew there was a job called songwriting, and I said, "Well, that's what I want to do. So let's let's pursue that, and we're having fun writing it together. So let's just—that was our goal: was to just get publishing deals and be songwriters and pay the bills by writing music." It's funny how collectively we love country music, but often forget that songwriting is a job, and it's really essential. Even though we can all see firsthand how successful Tyler has been. I was positive that there have been plenty ups and downs. So I wanted to know what lessons that Tyler learned from Belmont that he now applies today. Well, it wouldn't be exactly when I first moved to Nashville or when I got into Belmont, but there were the years right after Belmont, to be honest, where there was the pressure of everyone saying, well, you've got a a four-year degree. You need to go get a real job and this and that. And, you know, I remember my even my mom asking me, well, what's plan B, you know, because I was – two and a half years out of college before anything ever worked out with music. And we were uh, really roughing it, you know, like genuinely struggling every month to pay our bills and, um, you know, but determined because we knew if we got a real job that it would take away from our um, freedom to be able to ride on a daily basis and to be able to tour on the weekends. And, and, um, but at the time, I mean, we were really just figuring it out. You know, we were calling clubs, acting like we were booking agents, and we got this band that needs to come. So we were driving our sou- ourselves all over the Southeast mm-hmm. on the weekends, playing shows and really not making any money. Um, so, yeah, that I would say to answer your question, just the determination of, hey, when things are when things are tough, like just keep pushing, keep going when things don't quite work out as quickly as you want. Um, you know, patience is is really is a virtue and it's important in this game. You know, this is a long game. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And so, um, you know, we learned that pretty early on and fortunately all of our, all of our hard work paid off, but also not deciding to pivot and go in and doing something, you know, maybe safer or more, um, you know, more quote, not crazy, if you will. Before his hits like single you up, Almost Maybes, and by dirt, country music superstar Jordan Davis was a student in his home state at LSU. Jordan is actually still an avid member of the LSU community and, of course, a thriving country music artist. I had an opportunity to sit down with him before he took the stage at Windy City Smokeout in Chicago to chat a little bit more about his time at LSU and, of course, his love of country music. It was country music from day one. My uncle was a songwriter, so that kind of started me and my brother both, who is in Nashville now and writes with me a lot. Uh, 
we really couldn't outrun it. There's always country music playing in the house. My dad wrote songs. My uncle was a songwriter. Uh, my mom was really the one that kind of pushed us to like, hey, that's great that y'all love music, and it's great that y'all want to write songs, but you're going to go to college, you're going to get a degree, and then after that, you can go do whatever you want to do. Uh, but yeah, that was really the early, the early, uh, I guess, introduction to music. I am a sucker for a good origin story, and I love that it often starts with the love of country music at such a young age. But just as his family influenced him to love the genre, they also let him know their expectations of him going to college. And growing up in Louisiana, LSU is an obvious choice. But wait till y'all hear what Jordan majored in. It started out different. It started out petroleum engineering, and I couldn't pass physics. So then I had to go to geology, and then I found out there was just as much physics in that. So I was like, all right, I got to get out of here, or I'm going to be broke. So uh, that's how I landed on environmental science. Uh, But, you know, growing up in Louisiana, you grow up hunting and fishing. So uh, to me, that's been a, a big part of my life and my family's life. So... Uh, that was a way for me to kind of mix in, you know, conservation into doing something that I love. Uh, so it was, it was a, it ended up being something really special that I fell in love with. But uh, unfortunately, I started writing songs. So here I am now. I think I'm speaking for all of us when I say I am so thankful that Jordan decided to start writing songs. But of course, there's a story about how he got into songwriting. So my brother started, uh, he graduated LSU two years before I did. So he started playing around Baton Rouge and uh, he was, you know, playing different bars and clubs and kind of got a big, you know, Louisiana following. And so I just kind of started writing songs with him. Uh, And so when he moved to Nashville, you know, I kind of stayed back in Baton Rouge, kept writing. I was working for an environmental company. Uh, And then when he kind of got off the ground in Nashville, he was like, man, I really think you need to make a move to Nashville. And uh, that's how I moved in 2012. I've been in a college town or two myself, and I can attest to the fact that live music is everywhere. I wanted to know if Jordan found himself gigging around LSU at all. Like, I was just writing. So, like, I was writing with Jake. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I, I'd only played three shows whenever I signed a record deal. So, like, that was a brand new, like, it was it was a, a totally new thing for me. I'd always been just the writer. Uh, so, yeah, whenever I got offered a record deal, I was pretty shocked. And I kind of had to figure it out pretty quick. That is so impressive. Even though he's hitting the pavement hard in the Nashville scene now, Jordan is still super involved in his alma mater. Uh, I just got the Young Alumnus of the Year, uh, which was really special. Something that I never dreamed in a million years I would get. Uh, but for me, I grew up so much at LSU, not just in a sense of, you know, age. Uh, I, I was just... The things I learned outside of the classroom at LSU, just how to become an adult, how to how to talk to people, how to you know just become a better human. Um, I learned that at LSU, and I learned that through professors, I learned that through counselors, and in the friends that I met. So LSU just gave me so much that it makes me you know want to give back. So. Multi-platinum singer-songwriter Lee Bryce is easily one of the most recognizable names in country music. With over a billion streams and countless number one hits, it's safe to say that Lee has made his mark on the industry. But did you also know he is a Clemson alum? I got to catch up with him at Country Thunder Wisconsin this summer to chat a little bit about his time at Clemson and his journey to Music City. Earliest I can remember I was playing on a piano and 
and I was writing songs when I was nine, you know, when I, but I was serious about it. Like writing a song about my girlfriend in kindergarten and I hadn't seen in like three or four years, which was half my life at the time, which by the way, I love this little tiny little microphone. But yes, so <laughs> the music bug hit me. I mean, it's like, it was like in my bones and uh, it was that in football. And then it was like, football was over. So I was like, it's just time to do what I really want to do. So when I do onsite interviews, I bring this really tiny microphone. And yes, it's always hilarious to see these massive artists holding it. Lee and I shared some laughs for sure. Lee knew in his bones that he loved music, but he also played football at Clemson. So I wanted to know how he balanced it all. When I would go back home, I had like a, you know, hometown band and we were, you know, I'd play a lot of my originals, but we also played covers and stuff. But it, you know, it was big and it was fun, but we only did like once a month or something. So, and in college I'd sit in the stairwell and play and I'd go play some parties or something, just me and a guitar or something, but it was football. I mean, football takes up, in college it takes up seven days a week of your life. So how you even get a degree when you're playing division one sports is, is really difficult. <laughs> For any football fan, we know that being a D1 football player takes up your entire life. So it's amazing that Lee made the switch from football to music so seamlessly because music can be your whole life too. I wanted to know what that turning point was when he knew he was ready to dive headfirst into country music. I got hurt and I had surgery and it really didn't completely fix what was going on, you know? So it's kind of like football was kind of done at that point, but really my goal in life other than music deep down was, you know, I wanted to play for Clemson. And so I did, I made the team, played, I got hurt and it was like, kind of like, well, I can't do this anymore. I can't long snap like I need to anymore. So it just was like, well, now it's time to go do what I'm supposed to be. What I always knew I'm going to be doing eventually anyway. So I was like, well, this is it. This is time. And it was 2001. It was, you know, I was 21 years old. I was like, let's go. And I just never looked back. It's been a common thread with all of these artists that I talked to that they always knew that they would end up in country. And Lee is no exception. But knowing where you want to end up doesn't always mean that the road isn't full of hardships. So Lee and I talked about some of the hardest lessons he learned in those first few weeks in Nashville. You know, I don't know about the first couple of weeks, but later down the road, I just learned, I'm like, look, everybody wants to go party with you every night and they think it's your first night doing it. I'm like, well, I had to do it last night with this other radio station. I had to do this last night. Like, you know, and they all want it. So, you, you know, really it's like, you gotta kind of manage your time and like be smart and like take care of yourself. But that's me, that's, that's old me looking back on young me. <laughs> this year, Lee crossed a billion streams on Apple Music alone. Yes, I said a billion. That's insane. So of course, I had to ask him about it. What is it like to know that your songs have been played a billion times? It's really amazing. And I mean, we, you know, we had we've had a couple of these milestones, but like this is a big one, a billion with a B. I mean, you know, if you look at it, it's not a lot of people who've done that. And it's like, I'm going, Sometimes you go, are we really, have we really come this far? Have we really done this like this? And, and, and those are kind of moments to where it's like, well, I guess we have, you know? And, and I guess I'm always just my head down, working, writing, making records, playing shows. And it's like, it's, I feel like I'm 22 still on the road with my same band that I've had. And so I don't, it's like, what, this happened? Wow. And then let's go back to the grind, you know? 
because I still feel like I got a long way to go. I had the best time with Lee, and it's so easy to see why he's so successful, and so many people connect with his music. With decades of success under his belt, I had to know what this seasoned country artist thought of defining country music. The truth, um, I think it's the truth, and I think that's my favorite things, even now in this world of country music being really having a lot of genres in itself, you know, real country or hip-hop country or rock and roll country or southern rock, you know, there's so many different versions of what country music is, but really country music has always been the truth, even when it was Johnny Cash, that was, he was rock and roll, really, if you, so to me it's, it's the truth, and even in my own life, the, the more uh, the songs came from a real, real, real place from me, the more the songs connect, even if they aren't like some big, broad, pop, radio thing. Those are the ones that people gravitate towards the most. And that's what country music's all about. It's the truth and, and stories uh, that come from the truth. Well, if there's one thing that I learned from talking with all of these guys is that your college years can really shape you in ways that you've never expected. Sometimes the biggest lessons don't come from a book or a test, but they help you set up a foundation to build your dreams. Make sure you guys check out all of the great things these guys are up to. Tyler Farr is continuing to tease new music and don't miss out any of his tour dates. Russell Dickerson just announced his newest album, plus he is taking the RD party on the road this year and into next. Lee Bryce is riding high after a summer of touring and make sure you check out his smash hit, Soul. Tyler Hubbard in his debut project, Dancing in the Country, is out now. Jordan Davis has had a busy summer on the road, plus new music coming soon. Make sure you go check out his new single, Midnight Crisis. And Matt Stell's newest song, One of Us, is out now. And be sure you tune in to the radio to be on the lookout for his new single, Man Made. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon, and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from all of your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.